officially on our second episode, whoop, whoop. and we are very excited. We still don't know what we're doing, and <laughs> this is going to be a lot of fun. Today's episode is our homeschool journey. Um, I guess I forgot to say, welcome to Arrows in the Making, or AIM. Yep. Um, so we do have a correction from last week. <laughs> We're really good parents. I feel like when you have four kids, you kind of start to lose track of who. As long as there's four and they're all alive, <laughs> you're good. Um, so we said, or I said, I guess I should say, yeah. it was me, um, that our oldest two were 18 months apart, but they're actually 15 months apart. Not that it really matters, but I feel like if our kids are going to listen to this, maybe I need to correct it and let them know that I do know their ages. We do know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So fun question. What do all of these have in common? So these are famous people. Thomas Edison, Abraham Lincoln, C.S. Lewis, Ryan Gosling, a little more modern, Leonardo da Vinci, Amelia Earhart, and Florence Nightingale. They were all homeschooled. So first of all, I am very offended that this list of people would ever be in the same breath as Ryan Gosling. Well, I feel like I had to include somebody from the modern era. These are pillars of the scientific art medical communities. And then Ryan Gosling, who's in the Barbie movie. I don't know what to tell you. I am... You can Google and find someone else. How many names are on there? One, two, three. Seven out of eight ain't bad. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, first, our, our question before the podcast. Which way should all silverware be placed in the dishwasher yes this is the story of our life and that's why we're doing it um so for me silverware goes up so like the spoon side the actual part you use in your food fork knife spoons point up so the water will hit them more with the soapy suds Mm -hmm. you i can i explain my answer i know your answer i firmly believe Point one, it doesn't matter. It does matter. Point two, if I put it down, that's gravity taking it work and pulling it. No, you put it in a grate. So, to me, it doesn't matter how it gets done. It's more of a point of it's getting done. No, not if you have to redo it because you put them face down. I've never once rewashed a silverware. No, you have. I have. Somehow it magically always works out. So the correct answer is facing up. And gentlemen, it's some act of magic. It always works out for me. Because your wife (laughs) cleans it again. Okay, so before we get into actual homeschooling, I just feel like we need to have a disclaimer. That we love our public school and private school teachers and educators my sister is one. Um, Cody is aspiring to be one. Um, we have several friends who are in the school system. Yeah, and who a, are teachers. I have a core group of friends that we. Yeah, they're all we, teachers. We talk like almost like every other day in a group text, and we take a summer, a, a yearly summer trip together for a few days. And uh, yeah, they're all teachers, and they're all great people. Yeah, so we're thankful for them, and we love them. With that being said... Here comes the hammer. <laughs> no, <laughs> we love them. Um, so just some fun facts about homeschooling. So 
According to the National Home Education Research Institute, also known as NHERI, um, they do the homeschool t- statistics. Um, so during the 2020 and 2021 year school year, there were 3.7 million homeschool students in the U.S. And so to put that in percentages, it makes up ages, well, I guess you could say school age, but K through 12. K through 12 it makes up 6.73% of all students in the U.S., which is actually a pretty good chunk. I thought it would be less than 4%, honestly. Yeah. Well, it used to be. Yeah. Um, and if you look it up, you know, it's grown over the years. Um, so since COVID, it's actually grown, you know, two times the amount. It's had a two times increase. Um, I think we spend a lot of time on why for that as well. Why, oh, yeah. you'd think, if anything, it'd be like parents my my first thought was wow this is hard harder than i want it to be yeah i can't wait to school to start back up in yeah. person but i think a lot of parents saw the benefit of it well i think they learned with you. i think because people were home with their kids they learned that they actually enjoy being around their children who would have thought you love your kids yeah <laughs> they actually had insight and got to see what their children were learning or not learning mm-hmm and I think they just realized that we can do it. Like, it's not it's not rocket science to teach your own child. Well, I, and I don't want to get into this too much because homeschooling, everything has, everything has flaws. Public school system has a flaws. Oh, yeah. Homeschooling has flaws. There's no perfect yeah, system. Yeah, watch the Netflix documentaries. Of- you got to, this is be the second <laughs> podcast in a row where she brought it up. She's really obsessed. <laughs> She's really impacted. Watch one where... Anyway, it doesn't matter. So we I like think, true crime. I think some people saw the flaws in public school, and we will talk about the flaws and some of the flaws of, of homeschooling as well. Yeah. Um, so what exactly is homeschooling? I saw this quote on Facebook, and I just thought it was kind of cool. So it says, homeschooling doesn't mean that you teach everything. It just means that you decide what is taught, how it's taught, and by whom it is taught. And I think, oh, that's by Jamie Erickson. I don't really know who Jamie Erickson is, but mm-hmm. it was on Facebook, so there you go. Um, hope you hear. <laughs> we quoted you. Hope you're not 200 years old. I know, for reals. Um, so, I mean, I think that's the basis of it. I think it's way more complicated than that. Um, but that is the basis of it. It's you as the parent are deciding what your child learns, how they learn, and who they learn by. Mm-hmm. So I was just... Or just reading ahead. Um, so what is homeschooling? What are the benefits of it? And some things are like more time to disciple our children in real time, in the moment. Not, hey, here's a book or a lesson, and if this situation ever arises, here's how we should handle it or think through it. Yeah. It's, hey, pause. This is what's happening. This is how we should address it. This is what the Bible says about it. This is what God or Jesus says about this. Or even if they, like I think of it as they, if they're in public or private school and they get in trouble, mm-hmm. you know, for talking too much or hitting another kid or whatever the case may be, um, you, you they might go eight hours before you actually get a chance to talk about it. And I just think of like little toddlers <laughs> um, or even like school-aged elementary kids. By the end of the day, like that is done mm-hmm. for them. Um, and so getting to, you know, they're in the moment and getting to really see their hearts and work in their hearts, I think is the big difference. Um, 
choosing when and how and what your children are taught. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll talk about it a little bit, but I think that's one of the things I like about it the most is the flexibility um, that homeschooling offers you. There's times, I mean, we try to do it about the same time every day just for a routine. Our kids, you know, like a routine. They're kind of crazy if we don't have a routine. But it's also, you know, if we have a busy day, we can still do it, you know, after the littles go to bed and we can do it with our olders. Or mm-hmm. um, if I feel like I haven't been able to have as much of a part in it with our situation, then, you know, we're able to wait till the evening hours and we can even do it while we're eating dinner. Um, and there may be some days we don't do it at all because it's just been kind of hectic or, you know, like here this summer, my grandma's down from Pennsylvania. And so we've kind of said we're taking a break so that we can have the flexibility to go and do and not be held to that schedule. So I like the flexibility of it. Uh, fosters a love of learning. It's not just part you'll, if you research homeschool and like follow a bunch of homeschool people, it's very much about not just teaching them, but also teaching them how to learn. And so looking up books and, you know, how to Google and how to, you know, dig for things and not just it being spoon-fed to them, but how to do the research themselves. One of my personal favorite things is more time and um, having a slower-paced life. I remember when we were both working, coming home, hurrying to make dinner, mm-hmm. hurrying to eat, hurrying to go to bed so they can be up when we need them to be up at 6.30 to get dressed and then, so they don't make us late. Yes, and then even in the morning, like, you got to get dressed, you got to get dressed, we got to go, we got to go. Um, There's no time for conversation. There's no time for... Yes, or I think of, like, Wednesday nights after church. I was just saying that was the biggest, I've, I, in, my, in myself. Yes. Because I'm a very big time person. Yeah. And, and I, I we had... Usually, I was in a rush to get out after service on Wednesday nights. Because we don't get out so till about can, 8. So, we, in the summertime, they play outside. Yeah. On Wednesday nights, after before. So, they need showers. They stank. Yeah. Our boys stank. <laughs> and so, like, hey, we got to hurry up and get home. It might not be 8.45 till we get home. Yeah. Shower, bed, the hour-long process of getting drinks and going to the And then because they stay up late, they're fussy the next morning because we're rushing to get them up. Yeah. So I think that was the biggest change for us is not feeling so rushed to have to get everywhere, be everywhere. We're all kind of on our own time, Mm -hmm. um, which is nice. Slower paced. I like like the slower paced. Yes. I think that relieves a lot of stress. It does. Not feeling rushed all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> education tailored to the child. Yeah, so um, when I look back on my high school, junior high experience, I'm not going to say that knowledge that was taught wasn't necessary, but I've never once used trapezoids in my adult life. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying algebra isn't necessary. I'm yeah. saying... It depends what field you're going in. Yes. And so instead of making (laughs) all children learn it, you can kind of tailor it to what your child's interest is. There are obviously basic things, and in the homeschool world, you know, this is it. There are basic things you have to teach. Phonics, reading, math. For us, We have very young kids, so we are really pushing the phonics right now. Yes. Um, but for us, Bible is one of those mm-hmm. foundational things. Mm-hmm. But it's outside right of that, 
Science is important. Don't get me wrong. History. I mean, Cody's going to be a history teacher, so obviously it's important. But those aren't things that they have to have for all degrees Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. You know, thinking future of what they might be interested later down the road. But reading, math, basic arithmetic, that applies in every job. Like, I can't think of a job where math would not apply or reading would not Mm -hmm. apply. Um, And so that's kind of our focus right now because they are so little. We we focus mainly on Bible, phonics, reading, um, and math. We'll add uh, science and history in in August with the new school year. Mm -hmm. But those are the basics. And so... Yes, it's also how your child learns yep. and tailoring it to how they learn. I think of Watson, our middle child. Well, I guess oldest, our, our, our oldest, oldest middle, son. <laughs> our yeah. oldest middle. Um, he is a very rambunctious kid. He wants to be hands on. He is. He is. Yes, and he does not like to sit still. And so, I mean, there's been several times where I've done their homeschool, and instead of expecting him to sit down and be still. We literally just pull the chair away from the table and let him jump and climb or, you know, within reason, obviously there's a time and a place, but allowing him to, it's okay if he writes a sentence and then decides to bust out a little dance move and be goofy and then go back to a sentence Mm -hmm. where Winston is perfectly fine sitting in a chair. Winston's very cerebral, cerebral, analytical. Yeah, and so he's okay with sitting in the chair. So while we have them on the same curriculum, they do it differently. And I think that's I think that's one thing that's lost in public school. Not because they don't care or don't see the value in it. No, they just simply can't. You you cannot have 30 kids with individual learning styles. It's just just not feasible. Mm -mm. And it's not for a lack of trying. No, no. Because I know, I mean, I just, my sister, I know, you know, because... She shows me what she does. I know she tries, but it's still, mm-hmm. you know, 20, 30 kids, and you can only do so much. So what is it not? It's not an eight-hour school day. That's true. It's actually a 16-hour school day. No, stop. <laughs> no. And I think this is something that, I mean, we've only homeschooled since. About a year and a half. Yeah, December of, well, January of 2022, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's only, so we're still new. We're still figuring it out. Coming Thanksgiving, this Thanksgiving will be two years. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But we're still figuring it out. We're still trial and erring, error, error, trial and error. We're working erring. through it. We're, we're finding, I like to say, we're finding our family's rhythm. And yes. what I found is our rhythm that could that was good for us that worked for us at the beginning of the year might change. Yes, which like goes we, back to the flexibility yes, we of We were it. doing it first yes. thing in the morning at 7, which is great, but then the boys didn't want to. So then we worked with us on chores and they and had, then we had a baby. And then we had a baby. <laughs> and then we had another baby. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so trying to fit all that in. Um it's also not public school at home. Mm-hmm. And so oh, what I was saying to that though was I think you know, we're still new at it, but every time, you know, I think every new homeschooler comes in and has to do what they call de-schooling is kind of the term in the homeschool world from what I've learned. And that's where they're literally having to take time and remember and retrain that school at home is not eight hours. You do this, you do this, you do this. Um, ours takes an hour, hour and a half. And for it, their it, it will, formal it will take longer when we start adding more to it. But yes, yeah. I, I've talked to several adult homeschoolers, 
people who are 19, 20, 30, yeah. and they've all said, without a shadow of a doubt, they are amazed how much time is wasted yeah. just because of the sheer volume yes. of kids in a room. Yeah. And, like, I talked to the ones that went K through 10th grade and then public schools for their high school years, and they said, wow, it's just we just sit and wait. Yeah. Because you instead of having a class or maybe maybe Winston's getting it fast or hey, maybe we need to spend more time with Winston on this, yeah. multiply that times thirty. Yeah. So you're on the, the pace of the room yep. instead of the pace of the room. So um we're gonna talk about some reasons why why not homeschool our children. So for uh, USA parents, the top reasons for homeschooling according to Caitlin's research <laughs> According to the N H E R I, you know they were nerdy. By the way, you know they had a real missed opportunity. They could have found a D word for that H word and with nerdy. <laughs> that could have been a real missed opportunity. So number one, a concern about school environment such as safety, drugs, and negative peer pressure. Um. So this is kind of hard to understand for me, because. You know, when, when we went to school, we went to a relatively safe school. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I don't understand. I can't relate to it as a student because I did not, that was not my experience. Yeah. So that, that is hard for me, but um, I've, I've, you know, I've done a little teaching, subbing at different schools, or at least one school. And um, I'll speak to the kids who transferred from other schools, and they said they're scared to go to the bathroom between classes. Because that's where the fights are. And and they can't even just be a non-participant. Like, they can't even just go to the bathroom. So they'll know if they go to class and then ask to go to the bathroom, they get detention. They're like, that's fine. Yeah, they'd rather take the detention. I'd rather take the detention. Yeah, so it's it's very... It's a concern I didn't have as a student growing up. Mm, Neither. And I guess that's more rampant today than it was back then. Well, even just school shootings. It's terrifying. um, In general. Even just the threats. Of school shootings. I mean, even our local school district has had a few this past year. Um, And that's scary. That is scary. All right, number two, uh, dissatisfaction with the academic instruction at schools. A lot of big words. Um, So dissatisfaction with the academic instructions at school. So you think that means they're not happy with the... I think they're not happy with what's being taught and how it's being taught. Or how it, it's not going in depth enough, possibly. Or yeah, I don't know. Not challenging enough. It didn't. It didn't specify. Yeah. Number three, desire to provide religious instructions. Uh, top reasons for not homeschooling, which it's gonna be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Number one reason was socialization or lack thereof and child will not be prepared socially for real life now let me just say this this is a question i did ask Mm -hmm. when we were looking at you know homeschooling our kids i talked to um our pastor's wife at the time i there's someone i work with i knew they homeschooled so i enter you know i asked his wife some mm-hmm. questions um and i think there was one oh and then someone we used to go to church with i asked her mm-hmm. and i i did ask this question is about socialization and they all three said kind of the same thing when else in life are you ever with only your age group it's an unrealistic 
structure that doesn't re- exist in reality. No. For example, in your office, you have four, five ladies or people in your office. Yeah, give or take eight. Are any of them within six months or a year of your age? No. No, you have as much as well, five, six, seven. You have some that has kids moved out of the house. Yeah. You have some who's starting a family. Yeah. You know, very much younger and very much, I should say very much older, but very much in the older stage of life. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That'll be edited out. There's a lot of stuff that's edited out. Um, so, like, like, nowhere in life does that prepare you. That does not prepare you for any real situation no. in life. And to be honest, if they're, you know, we should all be choosy in who we allow our kids to associate with, right? You should. I agree with you that it's sad it sounds. I know. It sounds very pompous, but as a Christian parent, you should not want your children. I mean, this was one of the sermons recently, right? Mm-hmm. Um, about who you associate with, and so mm-hmm. we we do. I guess what I'm trying to say is, as far as socialization goes, mm-hmm. do I want my children to socialize with those of the world? Mm-hmm. And end up conforming to that, because or do they're I not prepared yet, right? Yeah. Or do I want them to learn from us how they should be, and then send them out into the world? So, um, our sweet, sweet boys, when they were well, at least our oldest was in public school, the biggest complaint was he's talking too much. Yeah. So, how can you say, "Hey, aren't you afraid they're not going to have enough socialization"? And hey, they're having too much social. When they sit at a desk for eight hours, you're not allowed to talk. To sit down, be quiet. Which don't talk when I talk. Not not you. I'm saying the teacher says that. (laughs) (laughs) Because they have so many kids, you can't. Because you give an interesting amount. Another thing I heard um, is that now they're not even allowed to talk during lunch Hmm. because there's so many and it can create chaos. Now I'm not sure if that's true or not. That's just something I've heard through. Or when I work at is 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 not that yes, and so that may not, and we might not even talk about that because it's not. It may not be. Okay, so all of that to say, we it's a myth, right? Like lack of socialization for your child in homeschool is a myth. All right, so number two reason for not homeschooling problem with coordinating homeschool with work schedule. Um, I can see this being more of like a realistic issue. Oh yeah, I for sure. I should say realistic, but like in terms of time management, it's, it's yes. It's hard. I mean, sometimes we struggle with it, and we have a parent home, so I can imagine you know if both parents work and you're trying, even if it's work from home, and you're trying to balance the two. I mean, yes, that that would be hard. Mm-hmm. My my harsh side, my put on your big girl panties side. If it's important to you. You'll, you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. If it's something that the Lord has truly led you to do, you will sacrifice and you will figure out what works for your family in order for you to homeschool. And number three, time management. Which goes back to what I just said. Obviously, yeah. that's important. You know, you'll manage your time. And, I mean, just in life in general, time management, I think if you look at how you spend your time, how we spend our time, that's going to tell you where your priorities are. So one of the first classes I took when I um, went back to college was uh, it made you analyze your own time management. They made you make a 15-minute spreadsheet for 24 hours. Oh, gosh. And you had to write down everything you did. Yeah. Every 15 minutes. 
And I think it was on average we were watching like TV for like four hours a day. Yeah. After we got home from work. Yeah, that's crazy. So, and you know what I mean? So like there's a lot of wasted time. Yes. That people don't, I didn't understand that I was wasting. Yeah. It was just something you do. You come home, you kick your feet up, you relax. And we still do. I think it's a struggle day in and day out. Now we have more time to waste, which is good. Yes. Um, (laughs) Phones. Mm -hmm. Every Sunday I get an alert of how much screen time I averaged on a daily basis. And sometimes it's super embarrassing to admit how much time I spend on my phone, which is something I'm working on. Hey guys, we hope you're enjoying our chat about homeschooling. Uh, We actually ended up talking way more than we thought we would, so we're breaking this up into two parts. And so you'll hear more about how we actually got into homeschooling in our next episode. Hope you return. Happy listening.